everybody is entitled to their 15 minutes of fame. Now you'll get to hear some of those people share their wisdom and insight on the fame game on Voice America Kids. Now, here's your host, Maddie Rose. Welcome to the Fame Game, everybody. I'm Maddie Rose, right here on the Voice America Kids Radio Network. So did you ever wonder what it's like to be in a band? Because we have a special guest today. His name is Kano, and he actually is a part of the band called Clan Destin. So how are you doing today, Kano? I'm doing great. How are you, Maddie? I'm doing good. Thanks for being here. All right. Well, I'm definitely honored to come out and, and support. I heard you just did a 100th episode. Yes, I did. This is now 101. So we're back on track for our new countdown. (laughs) Very good. Very impressed. Thank you. So, Kano, just tell me a little bit about yourself. Like, what are your hobbies? How long have you lived in Arizona? And a little bit about your background. Okay, well, um, I've lived in Arizona my entire life. Grew up uh, in northern Arizona in the White Mountain area with the uh, White Mountain Apache tribe. And uh, my parents worked there. And that's how I ended up growing up there. I'm actually, uh, I'm Native American. My mother was Lakota and my father is Taos Pueblo. And so I have a little bit of a mix and uh, uh, moved down here and have lived in the valley ever since Mesa area and Scottsdale and different parts of the valley and have always been into music. I think music's my hobby and it's also my profession and mm-hmm. my my lifesaver, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, mental health kind of a recovery thing too you know Mm -hmm. it just keeps me going and all types of music and I suppose a hobby would be just listening to different types of music and and playing it yeah I agree yeah music definitely helps in any way shape or form it's just there so yeah I know I I was thinking about it as I was walking through the store the other day Mm -hmm. and you know they had there's always music, like you're saying. There's there's soundtrack going, and I was wondering how many people in the store were actually consciously realizing that this music was entering their mm-hmm. their ears and into their body. You know, the the energy that goes with music. Yeah, it's kind of funny to think of it that way because it is true in any sense. You know, you have so much music in one day that you're so unconsciously hearing. If there was no music at all, don't you think it would be? A bit different, or a lot different, I should say. Oh, I bet. I bet. I wonder what our moods would be, really. You know, and that's why I was kind of wondering how many people <laughs> were consciously thinking of it. You know, yeah. My brother's a painter, mm-hmm. and him and I always have discussions about uh, the way we recognize things. Mm-hmm. And he was pointing out to me the way we started the conversation was he was saying, "Well, you're reminded of things by sounds, aren't you? Mm-hmm. So different tones. You hear even a car door shutting or." a pencil falling on the table and it'll remind me of a moment or a song or something. Mm -hmm. And he was explaining how shapes will do that to him. Yeah. You know, he's a visual person, but you know, music, I guess art and shapes sound, you know, in the past, uh, being native American, I've always been close and Mm -hmm. in tune with what energy is, Mm -hmm. you know, and energy is something that's all around us, right? We turn the lights on and we don't even think about it sometimes. You know, how does that light turn on? How does the car start? Well, it's positive and it's and it's negative energy, right? Coming together. I think we all know that with a battery. Yeah. And uh, with music, I've always, I guess, made a point of, because of my background, remembering that music is important, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. so our ancestors used it as, as a medicine, as a, mm-hmm. as a healer. And I think it's still used that way, whether we... I agree. You know, kind of give it credit or not or and that's why I was walk and I was I was walking through the supermarket yesterday going I wonder how many people are aware of this song that's playing right now 
Yeah, and I'm so glad that you mentioned, you know, how important music has been in our lives because I wanted you to go more into your musical background and really how long has music been a part of your life? If you can trace back to the time when you're like, huh, I really like this. Maybe I'll take this on as a career. <laughs> um, it's been a long time. Actually, I can consciously remember and uh, my parents would talk about it, my siblings. I come from a big family. You know, mm-hmm. I was 11, the 11th child. And so uh, things were real busy at the house, you know, and many of my other siblings listened to music, brothers played music. And I remember as, as young as five years old, just begging for an Elvis record, my own. Everybody else had records, you know, my brother listening to all kinds of things, my sister, but I wanted an Elvis record. And I would always say how I always want to, I want to grow up and be like Elvis, mm-hmm. you know, and I would put the record on once I got it and I'd stand on top of the couch and that would be my stage. I vividly remember this yeah. and, and doing Elvis so moves cool. as a little kid, you know. Mm-hmm. So would you say that artists have mostly inspired you to take on music and then from there, that's kind of where everything formed? Yeah, I would definitely say that, you know, I still... Um, as you notice, I'm wearing all black today mm-hmm. and it's, you know, it's always something I do that Elvis comeback special that everybody, mm-hmm. you can Google it, you can YouTube it. I think we've all seen it no matter what your age somewhat, mm-hmm. but he's wearing that leather jacket and those leather pants. Yeah. And, uh, if I could get away with it, I suppose I'd wear that every day, but people might give me some weird looks at the supermarket, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, hey, it's getting colder. They can't really question you that much Right, now. right. I guess I'll get a motorcycle and then I can say, well, I had to wear leather. You know? Yeah. Well, that's a good excuse. You should try it sometime. <laughs> Let me know how it goes. But that's very cool, though, that, you know, music has been a part of your life and you've pursued it all of this time. And really, even now, who would you say are some of your musical inspirations that you kind of look to? Um, there's a lot of them, actually. You know, uh, earlier we were talking about uh, different genres of music, and uh, some of the genres I visit are very wide. I mean, I listen to Johnny Cash, you know, I listen to Willie Nelson, I, but I also listen to Skrillex. I listen mm-hmm. to, gee, everybody, you know, Kanye West, um, you name it, I, I, I've listened to it, you know. Um, mm-hmm. you, Frank Sinatra, I know you do a version of New York, New York, right? Yes. Yeah, that was I, that's a go-to, mm-hmm. you know, some of that music. Uh, Ray Charles is a huge go-to. Love listening to Ray Charles' music. Mm-hmm. Love listening to James Brown. But I also just uh, am always inspired by the new stuff that's coming out. You know, every day there's... And nowadays, the, the plethora or the amount to choose from is just so wide. Mm-hmm. You know, you can go online and just hear... You know, you don't have to rely on one source. You can just go and get so much music, and it's inspiring. You mm-hmm. know, I have always appreciate the ability to create it, you know, that it comes from somewhere. Where does that music come come from? And and that thought has always kept me from being egotistical or, or feeling like, oh, I'm, oh, I can write this music. Well, no, not really. Mm-hmm. You're a human being. Your heart beats. That's the first music, right? Uh, I think the heart of the mother... When you're in the womb, that's the first music you hear is her heartbeat. Mm-hmm. And so really, none of us can take too much credit for it, you know, because it's a human thing. It's a human element. Yes. And music's, you know, amazing and important. I agree. So did music kind of, is it in the family or is it kind of just your thing or, you know, how has it evolved, I um, should say? 
I think it evolves several ways. You know what? I, I heard a, a, a quote from the great uh, musician's father, uh, Yo-Yo Ma. Mm-hmm. I, I, there's a quote from his father talking about uh, it takes three generations to create an artist or to create a, a musical prowess, so to speak. You know, And uh, I look back, and my, when I was born, my father was, I guess, kind of older for having a child. He was in his 50s. You know, and he was born in 1919. And when I started music, my father would talk about, and there was always guitars around the house, mm-hmm. mind you. There was always singing. And then there was also traditional stuff with Native America. We always had song. So there, that was always there, you know. So I, I think it, it didn't just come out of, of, of the air. It was, it was always influenced to me in different ways. It was always important, you know. And I remember my father talking about, he and, he and his brother way back, I mean, in the 20s, you know, uh, playing dances. And he had a band, and he t- he would talk about once Clandestine started to make some success, and as we traveled and played around and, and made a career of it, he would say, you know, that thought wasn't even an option for me coming from where I came from. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we just played to have fun. We were helping people, you know, make the dance lively. It was never a thought that we could be professional musicians, mm-hmm. you know, and as time went, went, you know, at first he was a little leery. My parents are both very highly educated educators. They were in school administration, teaching and counseling. And so their influence was, hey, you need to go to college, get a career like this, you know, something stable. And they were reluctant when I entered the music industry, mm-hmm. you know, because it is considered one of the most difficult industries there is is. you know right it's competitive (laughs) it's it's hard to stay relevant but my father would mention to me you know it's really amazing to see that you're able to do what you love play music and get paid for it and travel and influence people you know and so I, I believe maybe I guess those third generations that I talked about you know I'm already starting my children on playing instruments and and I have two daughters and and really helping them, and I, I really see what that that quote Yo Yo Ma's father talked about, how it would take three generations to really create musical prowess. Mm-hmm. And I completely agree with that, and I'm so glad we got into that. Now we can lead into you know really what the band is like. But first, let's take a break. I'm Maddie Rose, and you're listening to the Fame Game. What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bon appetit! Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you met Catherine the Grape? She may be a lot like you. She likes sports, singing songs, having fun, and taking adventures with her friends. She especially loves to make new friends, like you. Tune in each week to Catherine the Great's Magical Hour, hosted by Madeline, and discover about how you are magical, colorful, and love. 
You will learn, laugh, and feel welcome with Catherine the Grape's Magical Hour. Heard every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Be inspired to ripple loving kindness throughout the world with your friends at Catherine the Grape's Magical Hour. Awesome and loving You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. Welcome back to the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids Radio Network. So we're still here with Kano, and now we're going to dive right into clandestine. Really, what is it about? And, you know, just give us what it's like to be in the band, too. All right. Now we're talking about rock and roll, right? Yeah. About music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's get our stage voice on. How are you doing out there? <laughs> no. Um, as she said, I'm in a group called Clandestine, mm-hmm. and... Uh, I've been playing music for years. I, I uh, tried out for bands, and when I was a youth, you know, I I paid for my own vocal lessons. It, I, it was very early that I decided I would be a singer, you know, and uh, I played in rock bands and different groups and had great experiences, you know, and uh, had a group that was doing really well around the valley, and we were playing clubs and got signed a, a record deal. We we're about to go on tour. And uh, actually got in a really bad motorcycle wreck, which kind of stopped that, put the brakes on it. I had I was in a year of recovery mm-hmm. and uh, didn't walk and stuff for quite a while. And the first day I walked, I went out and uh, went to a uh, craft and arts fair out at the Salt River Pima in uh, Maricopa community out there. And I was walking around looking at some art. And there was one one guy there, his art was just amazing. He was a sculptor, he made flutes and stuff, and I sat there looking at his portfolio and different things and was amazed, you know, oh, man. And uh, as I started walking away, he had been talking to someone, so I didn't talk to him. As I started walking away, he said, hey, are you a singer? <laughs> and I thought, oh, you know, and, and being human, I, I, my ego came out a little bit. Oh, he must, he must have seen my band, I guess, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I turned around, oh, yeah, I am a singer. Did, have you seen my band? No. No, you just look like a singer, I guess. <laughs> Had the right clothes on that day. Hairstyle, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was uh, Native American, my colleague, David A. Montour. And he just asked me, you know, look, I'm, I'm putting this band together. And we talked a little bit, and one of his statements was, you know, I'm, I was watching MTV, and I was listening to the radio, and I was watching videos. And being Native American, he said, you know, I, I don't see any representation of Native America. This is our country. This is our place. This is our homeland. And there's no national, uh, I guess, recognition musically. Nobody's created a band for some time. And in the early 70s, there was some groups like Redbone, you know, and there was some success in the early '70s with some native music. You mm-hmm. know, but uh, here we are in in the late '90s at that time. And he asked me, you know, you want to come out and jam? Let's see what we can put together. I got this crew together, and I showed up a co- couple days later, and uh, it was all native guys, native musicians. You know, and uh, it was a different thing because we were injecting our culture, mm-hmm. and like I mentioned, the my background, there was always going, going to powwows or going to ceremony, there was always music. There was always some kind of song. I knew some ceremonial songs, different things like that. So it was a different twist for me to show up and be in a room with guys that could relate with that. Because even in the bands before, I always in, in, you know, injected that into the music. 
It was always a spiritual thing. It was always a, a remembrance that music is a, a healing method. Music is a thing, a vehicle to take us to another plane. You know, it's it's it is somewhat magical. And clandestine started out like that with myself and Mr. David A. Montour. He's actually a renowned sculptor and, and artist. You can see his his art around at different uh, Native communities, and he does large scale bronzes and such. But you know, when we started the music, it was different. It was something that even our people hadn't seen because we were playing contemporary music, mm-hmm. you know, but interjecting story, you know, belief or instrumentation, like doing a rock song with some native drums and native chants, you know, or interjecting the native flute into something more contemporary. There's, you know, there's a lot of soundscape type music. You, you, uh, Canyon Records is a, mm-hmm. a well-known native label and they have our Carlos, you know, Tony, uh, Duncan, very great flautists, you know, and um, they have their soundscape sound. Well, we were a little different because all of us grew up with rock, with pop. You know, I was listening to a lot of hip hop and rap at that time. So we we put that stuff into our, our, our sound only using traditional instruments, too. Mm-hmm. That's very cool, though. I mean, it's nice to have that unique aspect because then you're bringing on a new level of you know connection i guess i could say because there is now not only can can you connect with the genre of music but then now people from all different backgrounds can connect with you know instruments that native americans use as well that's special to that yeah you know that's i guess that's what started the real passion of clandestine is what Mm -hmm. it, it was special you know we performed and and uh our our families obviously embraced it. My parents had had supported me somewhat with the music, but I don't think they understood it really. Mm-hmm. And my family, and once we became clandestine, then it's like they could have a part of it. They own part of it. You know, they could feel it emotionally. My family, my relatives, our communities could feel it. They could have some camaraderie. You know, they would they see a part of themselves in it, just like. You know, a lot of entertainment, forms of entertainment that is, a lot of times we watch it because we see a part of ourselves in it or we we relate to it. And that's what Clandestine did for me. It did for that for the guys in the group, you know. And speaking of Canyon Records, we we practiced for quite a while before we played any shows, you know, over a year. And uh, we started doing some community events, Native American communities and uh wasn't too long before canyon records offered us a, a record deal that's and awesome so we we did our first record with canyon records yeah and then you know just looking at the bio that i was able to receive about clandestine you guys have as a group have had six full-length recordings and i think that's pretty special because you definitely come a long way from you know an idea to now something that's tangible i could say yeah that's so. definitely a good way to put it for sure i still um it it went by really quick Mm -hmm. i must say you know i mean we um started recording the first record and i can still remember that day vividly and uh it went by really quick you know and the music industry is very challenging Mm -hmm. you know we've we've gone through our our you know valleys and our hills and reached some real peaks too you know played for some huge dignitaries but along the way uh different members you know, as life changes, they went their way. And Dave and I actually continued the group, you know, through trials and tribulations, through change of management, mm-hmm. change of members, 
And we just kept playing, you know, kept the same passion and the same idea that we had in the first place of just doing good music to help people feel good, you know, sending out good, positive vibes. That's great. And how long has the band been a group? Well, actually, we were going on 18 years. Wow. Well, congrats on that. That's right. perfect. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I, and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, I can continue a lot longer. I've, you know, luckily I've lived right and mm-hmm. still have some good health and I still look okay, I think, you know, as far <laughs> as uh, uh, looking in the mirror, I don't scare people too bad. Oh, gosh. No. <laughs> But that's awesome, though. 18 years, it definitely takes a lot of dedication and, you know, doing something that you love. And I like to bring this up every time because everybody has their own personal viewpoint on this. But if you're doing something that you love and you're calling it your work, it's not really work, you know, because really you're just doing a hobby, essentially. But still, it's your profession, technically. (laughs) Yeah, that is. There is moments like that, you know, where you're and you are passionate about it, so it matters. You know, everything you do matters. It's not mm-hmm. just a punch-in, punch-out type of job. It's night and day. And it and it has been with Clandestine. It's been, you know, sometimes eat, breathe, mm-hmm. you know, sli- sleep, wake. It's, it's just constant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's awesome, though. At least you're having fun doing it. <laughs> yeah, and I've never... Never thought about quitting. I've never thought about going a different way. I've always loved being in clandestine and enjoying the music. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what places has the band been able to go throughout the years? Because I know that you mentioned touring and the exciting adventures that you've had, like for Europe, for example, is one place that you got to go to and then just various out of the state. Um, well, we've traveled all over the United States. You know, I mentioned Johnny Cash and he he does that song, I've been everywhere, you know, <laughs> and I, I relate to that one, you know, I've been everywhere. And uh, we've traveled all over the United States. Um, when we began, uh, native gaming was a, a, a new thing. You know, mm-hmm. all the casinos were starting to open and that really launched our career as far as performing. We traveled the United States to every community that had a casino that would hire us. You know, we ended up through that touring with Willie Nelson, playing some wow. shows with people mm-hmm. like Alabama, Lori Morgan, Billy Ray Cyrus. That's awesome. And different things. And and then with that, you know, we were talking about contacts before the show, mm-hmm. you know, and music industry, any industry, you know, that I've seen is all about who you know. You mm-hmm. know, you'll meet people and and if you connect with, with someone, they'll remember you and doors begin to open. Mm-hmm. And we worked with the Arizona Office of Tourism. They sent us to Europe. We did some uh, touring with the Army, U.S. Army Band uh, through Germany and different places. Very nice. Uh, we played the Matthew Street Festival or the Beatles Festival in, in Liverpool. Wow. And yeah. that was just through a friend that, mm-hmm. you know, had been a uh, music A&R person in the past. And that was one of the largest crowds we played to, about 15,000 people there in Liverpool. It's really cool. Uh, we went to Australia, and uh, that was very interesting. You know, I really connected with a family down there, mm-hmm. and uh, they adopted me into the Beer Gubba tribe. Oh, wow. And sent me mm-hmm. home with a didgeridoo and some ceremony, <laughs> ceremonial clack sticks, and I got to spend time with the Aboriginal people, the Beer Gubba tribe, actually, in Queensland. And, uh, you know, those are some of the things that, it, that came our way, you know, and I, and I really believe it's because we were spreading positive energy. We mm-hmm. just wanted to to make people feel good, even for an hour. You know, this life sometimes gets difficult. You know, we we all as humans we experience 
despair, we experience sadness. And one of the goals with clandestine was to take the human out of that, even if it's for 10 minutes in Mm -hmm. two songs or five minutes through one song is just to make it better for a minute, you know? I agree. And that's so cool that you've been able to go through all of those places. But we'll go more into that right after this break. So let's do that. Keep it right here. You're listening to The Fame Game on the Voice America Kids Radio Network. Have we got a show that will keep you on the pulse of the fashion world? Our hosts are two teens who know fashion, and they have the inside look when it comes to fashion for our generation. Tune in to Fashion Forward on Voice America Kids. We'll discuss what's hot and what's not, the latest in fashion trends, things to look for on the horizon, and more. Fashion Forward is your weekly guide to what to wear today, tonight, this weekend, and this season. Tune in every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for Fashion Forward on the Voice America Kids channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Looking for an on-air community where teens talk and the world listens? Tune in to Express Yourself, an entertaining adolescent fusion radio program where passion and possibility populate the airwaves. Our vivacious teen hosts and star-studded field reporters from around the country offer stimulating segments and invigorating viewpoints connecting with the world campus of young people. We'll talk with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with experience. Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. 
express yourself. You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. Welcome back to the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids Radio Network. So here, segment three, still with Kano. We're talking, we're, actually we were just talking about, you know, all the places that Kano has been able to go with clandestine. Everywhere from Germany to, like you said, Australia, touring Europe. So you've definitely had a lot of experience with travel. And with that being said, just to kind of like top that off, what would you say is the best thing about traveling? The best thing about traveling to me was just meeting Kids new safe, people. mother approved. You're listening um, to Voice America Kids. Of course, Kids. there's always differences. You know, you Have we got a show that will live, keep you on the pulse of the fashion world? Our hosts so are two forth, teens who know fashion. And they have the, the inside look when it comes to fashion for our generation. One, appreciating Tune where you live, appreciating your background, but realizing we'll that humans are pretty much the same. The we all have the same aspirations. Things to look for on the horizon and more. Fashion yeah. Forward and is your in weekly terms guide of like to what to wear today, I heard, tonight, I was this weekend, you this and this question, season. So Tune in every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern time, of Fashion for, Forward uh, I was on the Voice America Kids channel. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Um, I Have think you it, heard your 15 minutes of fame? It's something How that can be taken for granted every single very week. Easily. It's you the know, fame game. It, Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, you know, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Where it is, mm-hmm. so to speak. I've always appreciated what it did, how it became, you know, popular, how it became someone's favorite song. And uh, writing song is, or is just, it becomes a need, really. You know, after you write songs for a while and you you create music, you get to a point where you can't go through a week without visiting that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's awesome, though. It's definitely become a part of your life. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. There's always because any any concept, right? We mm-hmm. know that. Think of all the songs that have become popular in the past. Some very serious, some intellectual, some just silly, right? Mm-hmm. But they all matter. Yes. And so, if you're inspired from everything, and you allow yourself an open door, and you and you don't, uh, you know, block yourself off. I'm this type of person or this genre. Mm-hmm. Then the music will just come to you. Mm-hmm. That's the best part about it is being able to explore all of those things. Because like, like I was telling you, you asked me the first time I met you, what, what do you like to sing? And I said country. And then, you know, now that you've heard that I can also do like Frank Sinatra and stuff, it's like clearly those two don't go quite together, classical and, and country. But it all makes sense, though, because it's like the evolution of, you know, an artist, I would say, or artist preferences i would say yeah that's a good way to put it preferences preferences uh, strong points definitely lots of experimenting throughout the years yeah for sure i i think clandestine's always been known to be eclectic mm-hmm. you know we do almost all genres of music if you listen to our cds and you look us up online you'll see that it has tastes of everything yet it's still in the the pop rock or rock pop genre you know mm-hmm. 
That's great, though. And you also work with a nonprofit organization. Can you tell me about that? Sure. Um, a few years ago, uh, as we were writing our, our, our record and writing songs for a new record, um, my brother, who works in, in uh, treatment and mental health things, um, he noticed we, we kind of had him helping us with some of the management of the music and management of the release of the record and getting the budget together and things. And he noticed, you know, through our travels and asking us questions, he was like, you guys are already doing outreach, you know, mm -hmm. because whatever community we would play at clandestine would always search out. We would either play for the elders or, or do a youth, youth kind of a concert, you know, next to the large concert we were doing and, and things like that, and, and uh, we, we made it important to reach out to the communities. And he said, you know what? What we should do is start a nonprofit. We should start a nonprofit, and let's, let's create a curriculum that actually hones in so that when you're doing this outreach, it really counts. We can get funding for it, and we can help people with what you're doing already. Mm -hmm. And so we started Operation Peace, and we did a few events um, to this date called Operation Peace Events. And what we're doing is basically it'll be a day of goal setting. We'll start out with some keynote speakers, you know, and different people from different walks of life, different uh, successful people from different jobs and different uh, endeavors. Have them speak to a community, and we have the kids invite their families out. And, uh, for instance, up in the White Mountain Apache tribe where I grew up, we went up and uh, set up a huge stage, you know, 40 foot by 20 and they don't get concerts that level up mm -hmm. there very often. And that's something I wanted to do. We had the full setup with video screens, the works. And uh, we have a day of goal setting. And uh, at the end of that, that, in that afternoon or evening, we'll play a concert. And it's just uh, the realization for me of bringing music to what it, what it really is. You know, So no matter what background you come from, whatever people... In the past, music was used for healing, mm -hmm. and uh, we wanted to kind of make that right, mm -hmm. you know, and bring that to to fruition or fruition rather with the Operation Peace events. Yeah, and you mentioned one more warrior coming home. Yeah, that's also on the nonprofit, and part of that was as we travel and and being Native American veterans and warriors are are a big part of our community. Native Americans serve the highest per capita in the armed forces. And, you know, we are in the middle of conflict. Mm -hmm. And not even talking politically, you know, it's just a matter of, okay, there's these relatives or these people that are of our country that are doing their jobs, and it's not an easy job. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of duress that their family is feeling. And uh, it was really important for us to put this song out and... All proceeds of the song One More Warrior Coming Home are going to living grants for veterans returning home from combat. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So tell me about, you know, working with Eddie Money to write this song, because if I remember correctly, he wrote a song called One More Soldier. And then um, the idea was to make your guys' own version, One More Warrior Coming Home. And then you started the One More Warrior Initiative. So just tell us a little bit more about that. Because when I heard about the whole idea, I'm like, huh, that's so cool. Because I can relate to it because military is my platform. And then, you know, music is something that's been a part of my life. So it's as if, you know, two of those very passionate things that I'm interested in have just come together. Well, it was definitely... Uh 
very interesting and inspiring to work with Eddie Money. We had uh, met him and his crew down in Florida some years back, and uh, one afternoon he just called me up and said, Hey, Kano. And he's the classic rock pop star. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, he lived it. He had how many uh, billboard hits in his past, you know, and. And so for me, I remember as a kid and, and a young man watching Eddie Money and listening to the songs, you know, Two Tickets to Paradise and, and all these things that are still played daily mm-hmm. on, on national radio and different things. For him to call me up and say, hey, Kano, I got this idea. You know, I've got this One More Soldier song and, and I'm familiar with Native Americans and how devoted they are to the military and to, the, to our life way, to our country. They're patriots. Mm-hmm. Why don't you guys do a, a version called One More Warrior Coming Home? I think it'd be great. And he uh, sent me a version of the song, a little demo, and, and my colleague David A. Montour that I mentioned earlier, we got together and we listened to it. And we learned it, you know, vaguely learned it kind of and. We, we did an arrangement. We picked the, the key that we would play it in, and we practiced it a couple times. And uh, later that week, we got called to play a memorial, a memorial for an artist friend of Dave's, and uh, it was at the Heard Museum. And we were unaware that this gentleman was a, a veteran as well. He was a mm-hmm. Vietnam vet. And we went and we played this this memorial. And, you know, we played our regular music and did some things and and as I said, music's always healing. You mm-hmm. know, to me, it's magical because it, you know, it truly can change space and time, right? Music can yes. change everything. It you know, can. <laughs> I know there's that afternoon when you're getting home, I'm sure, and you need a different change, or you're on the way home and you put or you hear the right song and mm-hmm. it changes your mood. Yes, right. We all experience that, and we watch that firsthand so many times. Mm-hmm. And and this day when we were playing this memorial, you know, it was very emotional this guy was a very renowned artist and he had touched a lot of people with his art and his character and his passion and so it was very emotional uh memorial and we were there and my colleague dave said to me hey let's let's try that that warrior song mm-hmm. and we and like i said we barely even knew it you know and i said yeah you know i think it's right let's let's try it and we played it and it was amazing to me how it affected that room Mm-hmm. It really it it brought because you know with a memorial or with a service when somebody passes it's important because that's that's a way to move on you know a way mm-hmm. to to remember them in a good way but also a way to heal yourself and to heal your emotions because we're all we're all kind of you know we're very emotional whether we admit it or not all of us and we feel things and when we played that song I felt the emotion more than any other song that I had ever played before in that room. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a, a person that wasn't looking at us. And all the uh, veterans afterwards thanked us so much and were so touched by that. That just, it struck me that, wow, this is an important song. We've got to do what we can to get it out there. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's great. So we have a few more questions for you after the break. So let's do that right now. Keep it right here on the Voice America Kids Radio Network. You're listening to The Fame Game. Tune in every Monday for Purple Songs Can Fly. 
Our program serves as a musical outlet for children being treated at the Texas Children's Cancer and Hematology Centers. These songs are flown all over the world and even into space. Hundreds of songs have been written and recorded and have been part of shuttle missions, airline in-flight playlists, toured with the Rolling Stones, gone undersea and to the top of Mount Everest. Join our hosts for some great music on Purple Songs Can Fly, Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. Welcome back to the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids Radio Network. So, Kano's still here talking to us, and I feel like we've had good conversation, you know, how music has been a part of our lives, how it can affect people, and now with the One More Warrior Coming Home by Clandestine that you guys just released. I think it's pretty neat that on November 16th, you actually had a video of the song debuted to 62,000 fans in front of the Sun Devil Stadium at the Arizona State University. So what was that experience like, you know, seeing that song on paper and then now in a video in front of 62,000 <laughs> people, you know? so I think the, the biggest thing is seeing yourself 40, 50 feet tall on a giant screen. That's awesome. uh, I don't know if you can even explain that other than just being in awe. I was was definitely uh, played a lot of shows, been a lot of places, but I was still, I was like a, you know, it was all new to me seeing that and feeling excited and having people recognize me as I walked around and and just feeling all that work that we put into the song to the Mm -hmm. nonprofit initiative, all this thing uh, being a reality. It was, it was really cool. That's great, though. And is there any current projects that Clandestine is working on right now? And by the way, I just wanted to throw this in there. You guys were actually, you earned a Native American Music Award, which I think that's pretty cool because it's just another one of your successes. Yeah, that was another one of those moments where it was, all right, all this work. Mm-hmm. Because being a musician or in a group or wanting to be a pop star, whatever it is you're doing, it's definitely work. You know, and it's good. Mm-hmm. We long time ago at the beginning of the group, and when we first started, we had a, a music industry professional talk to us, and and uh, one of the things he said to us that you know has been true is basically the music business is the music business. It's not music hobby. It's a uh, you know it's about ninety nine point nine percent business, mm-hmm. and then the rest is is talent. And so if if you're the, you could be the best performer, the best singer, best guitar player, but if you don't have your business together, you're going to be playing in your bedroom. 
mm-hmm. you know, and, and that was something that we took to heart and that's why we were able to travel and do shows. And that's why we were able to do this release of one more warrior coming home. Mm-hmm. So really now you're just kind of out and about promoting the song and getting more exposure to it because like you said, all of the profits from it go to soldiers coming home from combat. Correct. Yeah, we were inspired by a gentleman, Marcus, that uh, used to dance with us, and he was an enlisted Marine and was injured in combat when he Mm -hmm. came home. We noticed that, you know, uh, one of the biggest things he needed was funds to take care of himself, his family, his living arrangements. And so that's what we're doing is is raising $1,000 monetary grants to give to veterans returning home from combat. And, uh, you know, it's like you said, we're definitely promoting the song. We've just kind of released it we're going to put a, no, a new edit of the music video mm-hmm. that you're going to be in as well right Yay, thank you yeah mm-hmm. maddie uh introduced us at the we played at the american legion post 41 in phoenix yes. and uh it was really cool it was a surprise to see you and and be able to to have you introduce us that day it was cool so we're thank gonna... you i'm very honored and finally you know just to wrap everything up how can others contact you and follow your band clandestine well you can check our website for sure www clan-destin.com and dash sign or hyphen clan-destin.com and uh, you can get us on Facebook too you know clan-destin and uh, Juan Cano Sanchez on Facebook and Twitter and and all the the forms of social networking perfect and that's awesome and can you find the one more warrior coming home on iTunes yes um, it should have been released on iTunes the on November 16th and you can also get it off our website. If you chances are, if you Google clandestine and Kano, you'll come up with some article or, or our website, most likely. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Well, thank you. It's been an honor, and I wish you a lot of luck in your future. Thank you. And now we're going to be showing you this song, "One More Warrior Coming Home" by Clandestine. So hopefully, you enjoy it.
So thank you so much for listening. You've been listening to The Fame Game. I'm Maddie Rose. This show has been produced by Kidstar for the Voice America Kids Radio Network. And up next is a track from the Kidstar Album of the Month. Hello, my name is Cynthia Marie from Phoenix, Arizona and host of Bookworm. The Kids Store Album of the Month this month is Back in School, Neil Brewer and Friends. Let's listen to Bus Stop Blues. Woke up this morning, turn on the radio and catch the news. Weatherman said, It's really cold outside. Last night that north wind came roaring through. He said, It's 10 degrees, but with that wind whipping around, it feels like it's about minus 10. So I'm standing on the corner My face, it hurts, my feet are froze 
I'm standing on the corner My face it hurts, my feet are froze There's a lot of kids out here with me But I can't tell who they are Cause we all got on 12 pairs of clothes says do not stand forward this yellow line my car is in motion baby and a heater and a girl but till then I got those old freezing bear cold bus stop the kids star album of the month is back in school by Neil Brewer and friends all musical proceeds Neil Brewer and friends received are donated to the Harvard Stem Cell Institute to put an end to a muscular dystrophy. For more information, go to the Kidstar website, www.kidstar.org. <laughs> 